0: Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. I'm so thrilled to have today... Barry Shore, dear friend of mine, Fryam Shore, who is an absolute pioneer and genius in the space of joy, the space of stress reduction, and how to live a more meaningful, happy life. And he's one of the few guests who I've had the privilege of having twice now on the podcast. And this is such an important episode for you to listen to and hopefully enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, Lift Your Legacy is committed to helping you live a more authentic and meaningful life. That being said, if I could ask you to share this podcast with someone that you think would get value from the message, that would be fantastic. In addition, I wanted to make you aware that along with the podcast, I do offer executive coaching. I help people who are successful and highly motivated, who want to see extreme, or not even so extreme, maybe just a small change that in their life. I wanna help them get to the next level. What does that mean specifically? Creating more peace in your relationships with yourself, growing your business, clarifying your career, And even if you need a little bit of help losing some weight or getting more healthy, I do that also. I'm not for everyone, but for those people that are invested in making their life better and taking the next step, I highly recommend you consider me as a coach for you. Now, how do you get in touch? Well, you found the podcast. I wanted to tell you also my email, Jacob, my first name, jacob at liftyourlegacy.live feel free, please, to reach out there or on any or all of my social media channels. I'd be thrilled to give you a complimentary half an hour conversation to see if we might be a good fit to work together. And now, with no further ado, I ask you to please sit back and enjoy the show. I am thrilled to have back on a dear friend of mine, if I am sure. Um, He has already been... uh, since, since speaking to me, probably because of, of, of our interview was was recently featured on Jack Canfield's show. Uh, they, they they picked him up after listening to our podcast, clearly. Um, uh, but but has, has built a beautiful platform of information that has been so widely distributed in in the world today. One of the premier, um, mindset changing, opportunities courses, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I want to first of all, if anyone hasn't heard the the first episode, I want to cite you back there, um, and I will put those those that that initial thing in the notes. But I'm thrilled to have back on Afriam Shore, and I wanted, I guess, to start off. You asked what the point of the call was, and I think there's one of the biggest challenges of. The modern day is that there is an endless amount of information. It's like, you know, a a rabbi of mine, Rabbi Beryl Wine would talk about how his dad had to go memorize like one volume of the Talmud so that he could come back and teach everybody back in like Poland, you know, 100 years ago. And nowadays, it's like, not only does everybody have a copy of the Talmud, but they have 10,000 options online and so it's like there's no excuse and the same is true in the in the in the self-help in the mindset world it's like you can never say i don't know how to be happy again because like literally type in, in youtube how to be happy and you'll get the phone book so in one respect we've never been wealthier when it comes to information on the other hand we've never seen such a tremendously high amount of suffering and negativity and negative mindsets and all those kinds of things and what was compelling about Ephraim's story besides the fact that he was able to essentially heal himself from absolute paralysis based on the power of his mind is that so many of us don't have these kind of, thank God, you know, crippling diseases or you know, horrible things that happen to us that really force us to face the big questions of life. Like, what am I doing here? And how, what's my life going to be worth? So how does a person who is sort of the product of all of the blessings of modern times really start to take that first step and start to live a better life even if they haven't hit rock bottom?
1: First of all, Jacob, what a delight, honor, privilege, pleasure to be here. And to all those listening, those tens of thousands, and God willing, those people will share, it will be hundreds of thousands, if not millions. Good day. Beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings and good-looking people. And remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. That's a good-looking person. Looking for and finding the good. Oh, Let's riff. I'll take off just what you mentioned here. In my humble opinion, we live in an age called milk. M-I-L-K. Milk. More information, less knowledge. Overwhelmed by information, drowning in milk, less knowledge. Knowledge enables one to begin to separate the wheat from the chaff, the important for the less important. And you're right, I'll just briefly tell the story. So here I am, if I am short, beautiful tan, nice beard, opening my arms wide, big smile on my face. 15 years ago, it was actually September seventeenth, two 2004. And since our audience is mostly Jewish and oriented towards our world, I can say this, it was the second day of Rosh Hashanah that particular year. And that year it was Thursday and Friday, leading into Shabbos. Second day of Rosh Hashanah, Erev Shabbos. I'm standing up in the morning inshallah, just like I hope 99.99% of people here, because that's what people do, Jews, no matter who you are, what you are, Rosh Hashanah, you go someplace, you do something come home, standing up full of vigor, able to leave tall buildings in a single bow, listen to the shofar faster than a speeding bullet if I could do it on Rosh Hashanah. That night, Erev Shabbos, brought to the hospital, paralyzed completely from my neck down. I became in a matter of hours what's called a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved. As my doctor wants to say to anybody who will listen to him, when I first met Barry Shore, all he could do was move his mouth. Nothing on the body moved. matter of hours, not from an automobile accident obviously, not from a spinal injury. It was a rare disease, which has to be called Dion barre syndrome, GBS for the cognoscenti, also known as French polio. Didn't even know it existed. And now I'm in the hospital paralyzed. So back in the baseball card statistics, I'm in a hospital four and a half months. I'm in a hospital bed in my own home for two years. I couldn't turn over by myself. Four years in a wheelchair. You see my fingers don't even still work 15 years later. That's okay. Four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs from my hips to my ankles uh, for a year and a half, and that was progress. I am now, thank God, able to be vertical and ambulatory, albeit with the help of a six and a half foot walking wand made for me by a Zen master. I might actually ask my uh, assistant to bring it in just to prove to you what it is. Um, And I have help, 12 hours a day, seven days a week because I can't do a lot of things. I still can't walk up a stair by myself or a curb and I can't sit up from this chair. I can do this all day, (laughs) nothing's gonna happen. And I can push and pull and all kinds of, and finally get up and my arms work, my hands work. And in the course of becoming more capable, I learned how to swim, Jacob. Why? Because when we we're doing exercises, again, over years, being, uh, they put me in the water. It's called aquatic therapy. Now, here, I'm in Southern California, outdoors, all year round, in a warm pool, and moving things. I was able to learn how to swim again. Wow. Now, again, I'll be, it took years of moving arms overhead and such, and then I'm able to be on my tummy with a snorkel and paddles because I can't my hands don't push the water, and I have floaties on my legs so they don't sink and drag me down. But I learned, and I now swim. Da-da, da-da, drum roll, fanfare, da-da. Two, okay, you'll trust me, two miles a day. Wow. Six days a week. Crazy. And in the past 12 years, I've accumulated over 7,463 miles, which is where makes, you're in Minneapolis. So from Minneapolis it's swimming to New York, from New York, across the Atlantic, through the Straits of Gibraltar, across the Mediterranean, up to Yerushalayim. Okay. Now, that given that story, that framework, the basic question is, what? Come on. Paralyzed? What are you talking about? Well, nobody gets that in an instant. And now look at you. Not only are you happy and full of joy, but... Transform the being so that I became and trying to be still a conduit of goodness, a cog. Now, most people think of a cog as a little piece and a big machine, right? When you are in the mindset of life, which of course stands for living for eternity, that's what life is all about, and you're in the living on the vibrational plane, which is love, living on vibrating energy. And what happens is the cog is not a small thing, it's a channel of goodness, a child of God. And as my teacher in college taught us when I took acting classes, there are no small parts, just small players. So now let's go back to your premise. Wow, we are overcome by so much information, but knowledge, is not something readily available. You have to sift through a lot. And here, where it gets really important and powerful, I'm going to say the four Ps, Okay. The four Ps in every human being. You have a positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant essence. To be able to find your positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant essence takes work. So the key of all of life is one word, action. Action, doing is even greater than knowing. Information in and of itself is just that, it's data. Knowledge brings you to a point of confronting the data and saying, okay, now that I have this knowledge, what should I do? Doing is the key, and that's why Well, we've built on my site, which is called barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E, barryshore.com, and Jacob's going to put it up there on the screen, all kinds of wonderful things. We have built something that is so powerful, so wonderful, so purposeful, so pleasant that I urge everybody, it's my gift to the world. It's called the 11 strategies for living in joy daily and guess what jacob it's free f-r-e-e free or your money cheerfully refunded free you'll see each strategy you'll have three minute video of me detailing it and i give a practice a tip or a tool in each one and they are built on the four p's positive purposeful powerful and pleasant because that's the essence of You. When you want to become the best you possible, guess what? You make a difference in the world. You can go mad. Barry Shore went mad. He was a quadriplegic. He went mad. Now, most people think mad. Oh, my gosh, what's going on? I understood. I can go make a difference. I asked the good Lord, well, I'm laying here on a gurney. I can't move a thing can barely speak above a whisper. What do you want? What can I do? What's my purpose? Enable me to be a we'll call a nachal. Novea chayim l'akol. Nachal is a river. That's what we are. We're all rivers because rivers are wonderful. They're nourishing. Whether you drink from it, or it comes to enable trees and plants to grow. It helps everything. That's what each one of us is. We all want to do that, Jacob. Every human being you meet really wants to be that nachal, that river of goodness. That's what everybody's looking to do. So what stops anybody? That's our question, right? If you go now to barishua.com, and you click on the 11 strategies for living in joy, daily and it's free and you go through them you will find one of them that will touch you and you will act on it and when you act on something small it will grow because every action is a seed and that seed will continue to grow and germinate and you will want to do more that's the genius of living life well how's that for a an answer, a beginning
0: answer. It's it's great. So, so the idea is ultimately, the idea is ultimately that a person who, it's interesting. I, I spoke to a, um, a, a psychologist that specialized in trauma and she was from uh southern california so you know she has all of the opportunities to, to deal with all of like the mass shootings and you know catastro- uh, catastrophes i don't know why i'm smiling when i say this uh, but uh but what was what was really fascinating was she was basically saying that to the extent to which you feel emotionally um it, it, you, you feel it emotionally and you're speaking about things that have happened in your life and it like it makes you feel not good, that's an indication that there's kind of, you know, there's still some stuff that you have to work through. And what I'm hearing from you that, I, that I'm just kind of tacking onto that is that if a person has a sense that they're not living the life that they want, and I think that that's something that's so endemic in, in the life that, we, that, that most people are living is like most people just think feeling bad is part of life and no i can't right? no offense, but it's hard for me to even hear the words no i that's 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 a that's a point i mean i remember hearing it was a i, I don't know you you bring out you bring out the the the, Jew, the jewish the jewish stuff in me um but i remember there's a famous uh, famous concept that that i think that that, that Maimonides speaks about that that the world as it is it's like we live in a, in, a, in a in a hospital and we're so used to seeing brokenness and, and suffering that we think that that's part of life and I think the same thing is true that most people are, are sort of slogging through life and not feeling that kind of thing. And so when a person looks within themselves and says, I don't think I'm like as happy as I could be, then that's kind of like that emotional trigger. Okay, so let me go out. It's like, I don't have to hit rock bottom, but I certainly shouldn't accept that this is how people have to live. Like if, that, if that's what you want to do, then, then great. But it's like, there's another, there's an alternative way of living of living this way of, with joy, like you said. And joy! And, and, and I, I could live that way if, if I want to. And then the strategies come into how to live that way. So let's move on that. One of the 11 strategies is
1: choice, not chance, determines my destiny. Choice, not chance, determines my destiny. I choose First of all, my thoughts, my words, and my deeds. It literally begins in the mind and it works with words. So we work on three principles. Whenever I do them, I do, I have a radio podcast as well called The Joy of Living. And you can hear it just going all those places, iTunes, Google, iHeart, wherever it is. It's a great podcast. People love it. We have, thank God, a million downloads in less than a year. Wow. Because people are gravitating and are attracted to this. Does it mean that everybody's going to be like Barry Shore? No, we don't want Barry Shores in the world. We want Jacob Rupp in the world. We want you in the world. Why owe you? And so one of the strategies is, and you'll see it, and then you'll hear me explain it for three, four, five minutes. Choice, not chance, determines my destiny. Well, wait a minute. If that's true, what you just said, Jacob, thank you. If I choose to be unhappy, okay, I'm choosing. I'm unhappy. (laughs) But I'm choosing that. Well, at some point, you're going to say, wait a minute. If I could choose that, can I choose the cupcake too? Yes. Oh, I like cupcakes. I'm going to choose cupcake. Oh, I choose to be this way. So when you start recognizing that you have the ability, remember, Positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant. When you touch those four Ps, and I have a whole takes 94 seconds, by the way. There's a great video of me on my site. 94 seconds, I can show you how to get into that space. So another one of the strategies, since we're working in this mode, is this one. Now everybody can read it, I hope. S-M-I-L-E, and they're scratching the head. Wait a minute, that's a smile. Yeah, smile. Okay, smile's a great thing, but smile is an acronym. In my world, the world of joy, we work with acronyms, three principles in life. Number one, life. Your life has purpose. The corollary to that is you can go mad. Go mad means go make a difference. And the third part is you can unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. When you do that, you're beginning to start neurolinguistic programming of thinking positively, purposely, powerfully, pleasantly. So what does SMILE stand for? Oh, my. Seeing miracles in life every day. What? Seeing miracles in life every day. Now, Jacob, invariably, whether I'm speaking to 50 people in our audience or 5,000, which I did recently, invariably people raise their hand or come up afterwards and say, Hey, Barry Shaw, I've been up for hours where I haven't seen any miracles. What do I say? Are you here? Can you hear? Can you see? Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? Do you have a place to live? Do you have family? Do you have friends? Most of the time, the answer, yeah, 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 I said, a million people didn't get out of bed this morning. A million people around the world died for years. Hear this. For years, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. For me, every morning now, because everybody knows I was a quadriplegic. I mean, I can get out of bed. Now, I don't get out of bed like you do. Open your eyes, you sing joy, your wife says, stop it. And you get up out of bed, you jump up, and you go, do okay, it takes me minutes to just turn and put my feet and push and get, hello? I can get out of bed. Seeing miracles in life every day is a mindset. When your mind and your eyes and your heart and your deeds and your words are oriented that way, guess what happens? You begin to see miracles in life every day. I gotta tell you a funny story. I have an eight year old niece who said to me, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can I spell it S M I S M I E L? Does that also spell smile? I said, yeah. Why? Well, okay. Why not? It so still sounds the same, right? Smile or smile. Because she said, I like seeing miracles in everyday life. Seeing miracles in an eight-year-old. Oh, I love it. So here you have two. Parts of the 11 strategies for living in joy daily. And you said them, Jacob. It was the idea. We put it into one sentence. Choice, not chance, determines my destiny. And SMILE, the acronym. Learning to see miracles in life every day. Or learning to see miracles in everyday life. But seeing them. You hear me? I hear Ah, Water to drink. Thank you. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Yes.
0: Then, then the flip side is if if, and it's it's a, it's a topic that I find uh, fascinating, is that ultimately we, and this is one of the one of the things that for me personally and for a lot of the people that I, I speak to, it's like if a if a person does opt for or make the choice again, if it if it comes down to that, that awkward moment when you're like, okay, well, I'm going to choose whether or not to be you know joyous or negative if i'm making that choice so many people are then choosing to 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 be negative or to see the the, the bad in, in different people or to not be happy with their job or to to stress out over again it's like you know disorder said i don't know which part like bi- biological but then but then there is an, an element of choice you know you you look at you, you don't necessarily see again a lot of people might see a, a problem in the world and see you know, get depressed and frustrated, and other people might see, well, that's a great opportunity. I can, you know, I could, I could do something here. So what is it, why would anybody choose to be unhappy or depressed or frustrated or feel like constraint? Such an important discussion
1: we're having. This touches the very essence of who we are, our humanity. One of the 11 strategies is Get uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable. So you asked me, why would anybody choose to be unhappy? Or we'll call negative and something like that. You mentioned previously that when people look around, it's like being in a hospital. They tend to see all that. Well, that's quotations. Normal life. Okay, fine. I can be, okay, I got happy. Here. My team won or this happened. But those are momentary things. But the general mood is mm, because the word mood, by the way, read backwards, is doom. If you let mood run your world, you're living in doom and gloom. OK, so let's put that over here. I say, get uncomfortable. You know what comfort is? It's a place where dreams go to die. Everybody has dreams. People get married you ask a husband and wife, husband and color, man and woman, I don't even care, it's a man and a man and a woman and woman. People are going to get married together. What are their dreams for now and for the future? They will probably tell you, well, I, I hope that I'll be sad tomorrow and I, we'll lose our house and, I, and you know the car will break down. And No, nobody talks like that. <laughs> and the dreams are all about balloons popping and champagne and, and fun. By the way, Fun is one of my most favorite four-letter F-U words. I do use four-letter F-U words. And it is, and why do I do it? Because it it jars people, it makes them uncomfortable. So I like using an F-U word, four letters, and it's fun. There it is right now, F-U-N-N, Jacob. Imagine me saying to a rabbi, F-U, F-U, capital N, capital N. So people say, well, Barry, sure, that's only four, there's only three letters in fun, not in my world. You see what we just did? Fun. It makes people uncomfortable, by the way. So, what is comfort? It's where you go, dreams go to die. Because what happens is uncomfortable is here. So, watch this, Jacob. Get out of bed in the morning. You do your routine. Let's keep it that way. You walk out your front door. Now, normally you're going to turn left. I'm just making this up. You go down the stairs, or if you have stairs, you turn left. Being uncomfortable means Today, I'm going to go out my front door and turn right. What? I'm turning right. You know why? It's going to take me long. I have to turn left anyway because the car is over there. I'm going to turn right now because what I did is I engaged my mind, and I used my mind to direct what I'm doing
0: because we all know
1: that once we get in our car or go to, in a place, in a routine, you can get to the office or a place, and you don't even know how you got there right? That happens. But if you are aware of what's going on, and you get out of your comfort zone, even for a moment, wait a minute, oh, I'm directing what's going on. And you begin to build on that and get uncomfortable and say, you know something, for the next 10 minutes, I'm just going to (laughs) smile. That's great, because you made a choice, not chance get uncomfortable, whatever it is that you do in a routine, we all know the famous line. It's either a rut or a groove. You can't tell the difference unless you know who you are, right? If if it's a rut, then because you're stuck. But if it's a groove, wow, you're humming, baby. But it could be exactly the same thing. You're walking along the street. How are you walking? Are you walking because you choose to walk on that moment in that particular place? or not. And getting uncomfortable means working with small things. So one of the things I used to do, I still do it sometimes, is I would, for a month, I would brush my teeth using my left hand. <laughs> Drooling inside. Now, I happen to use electric toothbrush these days, so it's even a little bit easier, but still it's, it's odd, isn't it? Yeah. But I did it because I want to be uncomfortable because when I'm doing it now, I'm What am I doing? Well, I'm doing it. Why am I doing it? I'm an idiot. But no, because I'm choosing to do this. And now you recognize that you are in the four P's. Remember, positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant. I'm powerful. I choose what to do. So you can be in a place. You want to put on that nice sweater and eat that comfort food and just sit back and Every once in a while, yeah. But learn to get uncomfortable once or twice a day, wow. It will wow you. People say wow when they hear things like that, right? And wow. Well, wow is a great acronym. It stands for words of wisdom or words of wonder. Because that's what you do when you hear something that sort of jars you, you think wow words of wisdom, words of wonder begin to think this way. Neuro-linguistic programming, you start thinking, you start speaking positively, purposely, powerfully, pleasantly, all of a sudden, your actions begin to mimic how you think. And pretty soon, the mood and the doom, oh my gosh, it's bright and sunny, or it's raining, it's snowing, it's a blizzard. So,
0: yeah, how's that? It's great. I I, um, I was curious about the methodology um, in terms of, I mean, one one of the things that pops out in in. I, I, it's interesting because I think it's easy to to have the momentary. I mean, inspiration is is y- you can do that. Um, and one of the exciting things about your story is just like how long it took you to get to these minuscule changes and what we're looking at now is the product of many, many years of work. And it's something that I noticed. It's funny because I noticed it in my coaching, but then I also noticed it in my life, which is usually what I do. Like when I get up and I speak, I thank everyone for coming because it's like my free therapy. I just like talk through the things that are bothering me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I noticed that, you know, I can have a call one or two calls with someone and really I think make a big a big shift in their life. But then I feel somewhat overwhelmed because in the follow-up calls, like we're making small incremental changes or we're working through one particular problem. And then me as a coach, I feel like, am I really giving them the value? I feel like I wanna you know, cure cancer tomorrow. And here we're, you know, we're doing a checkup on their health. And then I realize in my own life, it's the same exact thing, which is I, I am so impatient in terms of the the long game of where I want to get to, and not enjoying the process, and that's you know, and it's frustrating. So the 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 the, the, the direct question is: It's like you start to deploy some of these these tactics and these techniques, and, and I and I agree that that a, a sense of you know, you have one healthy week eating and you feel great, but it's like but you're 80 pounds overweight and it's gonna take you like six months and you're not gonna be happy. Six months is, is still aggressive weight loss for 80 pounds, but you know, it's gonna right. take you a long time. So how do you personally work through the long game of, of staying on this on, in an ongoing way, even though it's these minuscule changes, practically speaking, that, that you're making? First of all, a, a
1: huge thank you to Jacob. Everybody listening, I'm sure, is leaning in and saying, wow, this could be a um, beneficial hour I'm investing with Jacob and this guy of Fry and Barry Shore. Okay, I trust it will be. You mentioned the idea of shift, small incremental movements. Well, the word shift uh, has a letter that most people either don't recognize Or they drop it. And it's the F. The F word and shift the F letter and shift oftentimes gets lost when people think about what they're doing, what's happening in their lives. So that's it comes the other word instead of shift. Shift happens, but if you lose the F or you don't pronounce it properly, then the other stuff goes on. So you mentioned about it is really quite remarkably important. Uh, I remember I 'll give two examples. when I was growing up, grew up in a place called Brookline, Massachusetts. very upscale, wonderful, beautiful place to have lived and been from. I chose to leave. <laughs> because it's in Boston, where it's cold in the winter, hot and humid in the summer, and lots of bugs and such. And I moved to Southern California. I live in Venice Beach. Oh, hello, by the water. We don't have bugs. We don't, you want to go to the snow? You go visit it. Drive two hours. You want to go to the sand? It's, you know, turning <laughs> my heard of the away. right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, the, the important thing is that, uh, so I was growing up, I, I played tennis a lot when I was uh, younger. And I had some friends who were extremely good. I was okay. <laughs> I was the backboard for them, but extremely good. And what happened is they, all, they had a coach. happened to be, it was almost out of central casting. It was a, an older black man who in those days couldn't play in the pro turn, but he was that good. And he was a coach and they hired him. I was able to hire him once, uh, actually twice a month. They had him sometimes three times a week. But the point is that in coaching in tennis, so the way you hold the racket makes a difference. When he shifted my grip, it changed my game. Now, did it take, did I shift my grip immediately? Yeah, thank you. That was just so good. His name was Andre. That was great. Oh, I had to do it 100, 200, 300, 400 times. And then, wow, it st- and once it got in there, did it stay? No, it took more time. That's okay because my game was improving. And I was enjoying the results of the small, just holding the racket differently. Now there are obviously many other things that he taught me too, which I began to process. And so time became almost irrelevant because I was enjoying what was happening. So if somebody is 80 pounds that they wanna shed and you never wanna use the term lose, because losing is not part of a good mindset, you're a winner. Okay, so I have 80 pounds that are gonna go someplace else. But if you enjoy the process of saying, I only have 79 pounds that I want to shift someplace, right? Not the other part where I want to shift. Then time becomes this, ready? Thoughtful insights, meaningfully expressed. Thoughtful insights, meaningfully expressed. So with time, I mentioned to you that over the course of years, in aquatic therapy, and I'm talking four times a week, three hours a day, of therapy. And in the first year or so, again, I'm a quad. People, I had four people around me, just trying to move things on me to stimulate and such. But once I moved my arm over my shoulder, the right one, and then the left one, and they put floaties on me, and I had a floaty on my belly, a big one. Floaties in my legs, floaties in my arms, and I, I look weird because I had these goggles on because I had I was in an outdoor pool uh, that to keep the sun off so I wouldn't get blinded in the cap and such. But I could actually move a stroke and I move my body. It took me almost a year, <laughs> a year to swim a mile without stopping, but I did it. Who cares? Because. I'm here for the moment. See, the genius of life is to understand that acronym. What does life stand for? Living for eternity. So I am an immortal being, and I'm living for eternity, Then one moment is part of eternity. I'm here now. One of the most influential books I ever read, Devoured, read again, devoured, internalized, utilized, did everything I could to make it part of me is a book called Be Here Now. Written, by the way, by a very interesting Jewish person who took a journey. His name was Richard Alpert when he was born from Newton, Massachusetts. Newton, Massachusetts right next to Brookline, Massachusetts. So you had this you know, wonderful, basic Jewish overachiever who was Went to Harvard, became friends with Timothy Leary, and said, No, I don't want to do the drug route. I want to do another route. And he became a guy named Ramdas. Mm-hmm. And then Baba right. Ramdas. He became one of the most influential gurus in the world. Baba Ramdas. And then he went back to Ramdas. And then he went down, just ended up as Das as his name. Now, I always found it very fascinating because we know in Hebrew, Baba means a gate, you know, Baba Kama, Baba Matziya, Baba Basra. So it's a gate. And Ram means Rome. Ram, to raise up, right? And Das, you speak Ashkenaz, Das means knowledge. So I always laughed because I actually met Richard Alpert when he was becoming Baba Ram Das in the bottom, in the basement of a church in Boston, Massachusetts. (laughs) I still remember. And he was... Just at the time, he was beginning to wear white, white robes, but he was still transitioning from Richard Alpert and Timothy Leary fame into Baba Ramdas. But he was just speaking about what he authored later, which was Be Here Now. But if you get the book, even just the title, when you can begin to understand that and begin to internalize it and breathe with it, like we're doing right now, and understand that every breath is what we call conscious. Loving breath. Part of what I do in the morning before I even go to show is I have a little routine where I do four conscious, loving breaths. So understand everybody breathes. If you don't, know, you're not going to be here. Most people breathe automatically. But if you can consciously breathe, then you're already changing your physiognomy. You hear that, Jacob? You change your physical being with conscious breath. Now, if you make it conscious, loving breath, you're thinking it, you're feeling it, your entire being becomes who you want to be. Remember, choice, not chance, determines your destiny. You, I want to be angry. Conscious loving breath. <laughs> they don't go together. It's oil and water. You know, if you say, I, I, hey, you know, I'd like to be really happy. I'd like to live in joy today. And you do that four times. Again, go on BarryShaw.com. Check out the video. It's called 94 Seconds to Reduce Stress. Okay, one last one in terms of uh, acronyms. So stress is, you know, Jacob, because you deal with people all the time. One of the themselves. people you deal with is you. <laughs> stress, by the way, is the number one killer in the United States of America. It's the hub of the circle. All the spokes that come out from stress are things we call um, heart attacks, Overeating. depression, anxiety, skin diseases, all of those things, diabetes, uh, obesity. It all comes from stress. So stress is an amazing acronym. You ready? Stomach turning reality, expressing self-sabotage. What? Because if you have stress that's going to, if you know what's going on in my life, you wouldn't even talk this way Barry Shaw. Don't you know it happens to me? And you can deal with it that way. Stomach turning reality. Something really tough happened. Expressing self-sabotage. How do you deal with it? Well, if you deal with it in the sense that I I just, it's overwhelming, I can't deal with it, that's self-sabotage. Now, you can also stress stomach-turning reality, enabling self-success. Same issue. I mean, I could give you stories that would curl your toes, put hair on my head of situations that I find difficult to deal with, and I was a quadriplegic. <laughs> no offense, but you can't get more tough than that. You are know, standing up in the morning doing things, what's happening, and then <clears throat> paralyzed from the neck down, oh, hello, and doctors telling you you're never gonna walk again, all, well, you know, all those things. That's stress, but how you deal with it? Is it self-sabotage or self-success? I chose success. I have a beautiful tan because it's so outdoors, two miles a day. Now, if you said to me, um, do you know Barry Shore, you're going to be swimming in, in uh, 12, 13, 14 years? Hello, it's not po- is it possible? Well, I went mad. Mad says, go make a difference. Make a difference is I, I can wear a smile. We can be a conduit of goodness. I choose to be a channel of goodness. I'm a child of God. God loves me, I have to love God also. We're working on our relationship, you hear that? We're working on our relationship, (laughs) that's You know, the three most important words that anybody can ever use for another human being and especially themselves, I love you, I love you. And if you're not telling yourself that, you're missing an opportunity anybody has a spouse, or children, relatives, or friends, if you're not expressing, I love you, at least once a day, each one of those people, you're missing an opportunity.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I I, want to just restate that last point, which I think is so crucial. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of crucial stuff. And uh, I can certainly attest for myself that uh, that not having that that voice going that says I love you is a, it's a, it's a crazy thing that, that blocks so much of it that no matter what you achieve, if that voice isn't, if you don't, if you're not able to say that you love yourself, like, you're just going to keep pushing the bar further and further away from, you know, what, what like... It just like yeah I, I literally someone told me yesterday and you know she's a, a young woman that's built a huge company and it's so impressive and 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 she feels like such a failure and and i and i said you know did you ever i said you know so she says well you know net i said so what's gonna make you feel successful she you know she set up another it's like crazy stuff and um and and i said you know five years ago was this did you you know did you feel like this and she said well no five years ago if i could make six figures in my business you know, I would feel like a success, and now six figure—like she's trying to, you know, millions and millions. And she does that daily. No more, yeah. And I'm right. saying, and I, and and she never. And I said, so like, what do you think's going to happen magically when when you hit those new numbers? Which she'll hit? You know, and she's. I. She said, I said, it's going to be the same thing. You're gonna you're gonna throw another crazy thing up on the wall, see if you can hit that, and then and then keep knocking it down. And 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 the saddest thing is, it's like you'll live your whole life never having gotten that thing you could give yourself right now, which is that I love you. It's like, you know, what's, what's stopping you from doing that right now, you know? That, okay, everybody listening, the
1: reason you listen to Jacob Rupp is because Jacob Rupp is channeling goodness. He is a fountain. By the way, we live in a digital world. Everybody knows that, don't we say that? We li- it's a digital world today? So I am of age, I'll speak about age in just a moment. I hope, try and remind me if I get off topic, because we can do that. Uh, I want to talk about age. It's very important. But when I was growing up, which is decades ago, we lived in an analog world. So everybody knows the words. What does it mean, analog, digital? So analog is the following. And most people <laughs> might not even relate this because they've never seen it. We had something called a television set, which everybody knows today is a TV. But it's all flat screen and very, uh, and it's digital. But in past decades a television was a fairly large piece of equipment usually sitting in a box fairly large i mean really large it's hard to even imagine it's probably the half the size of a regular dining table and in the back so you had a screen and in the back of the screen were many tubes you don't even know what a tube looks like by the way because you think of a tube as just a a a piece of metal but suffice to say a tube was something you can look it up online you do a youtube and say or YouTube and, and ask about tubes in television. But the point is that there are many, many different tubes and if one of the tubes went out <clears throat> and obviously you couldn't get your picture, what you could do is you could test that particular, where they were, what went out and then go to a store, which was not open 24-7, but you go to a physical place and buy a tube and replace it and now you could just pull a piece out, put a piece in and the mechanism would work again. That's called analog because things worked independently, but they worked together. In a digital world, it doesn't work that way. It's either one or zero, because that's what all computers work on, two digits, right? Zero or one, zero or one, and many different multiplicities. But the point is that if the computer doesn't work, or the iPhone doesn't work, or the device doesn't work and it's digital, you can't pull a piece <laughs> out and put one in. You can't repair it. You can repair a screen because that's just a piece of something, but you can't repair the system. It's have to get another one. That's the, but the genius of digital is, it can be small, more reliable, but that's digital, it is, it's on and off. Guess what? It happens in humans also. We're digital, ready? You're either a fountain or a drain. You're either a fountain or a drain. Remember, go back to the six words I mentioned before. I have this thing called 36 words that uplift the world and uplift you also. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, just like Hanukkah. We're in the midst of Hanukkah now. So these are the candles. The six words of that series are choice, not chance, determines my destiny. Am I a fountain or a drain? Have your nice lady, huge business by anybody's standards. And I'm sure that she's uh, probably physically attractive probably. And, uh, you know, and, and really loves people and loves life. Yes. And, and yeah. it's just that there's that little piece that just, uh, that missing tile. Yeah. And, and by the way, if I found that tile, oh, I'd be happy. Right. Well, the tile is there. See, so you, you're either a fountain or a drain. She doesn't realize it, by the way. And I say it with great love. And she's really a drain. Maybe not to other people, but to herself. She, she wants to be a fountain. Because when you're a fountain, what happens? Remember I said about nachal? A fountain is that ever-bubbling brook that brings bounty of blessing to everybody. You become a giver in the world. There's nothing greater in life. We call it the joy of living, and it's all in one word. Give, being a giver, being a fountain, people say, wait a minute, but you know, if I keep giving like that, people take advantage of me, and I, okay, very nice, be a big fountain. Wow, it's the ones who say, well, people take advantage of me, that's a drain mentality. Now, in the fountain world, you really want to be with more fountains and less drainers, And when you find that in your life, and it happens to everybody, including Barry Shore, (laughs) if you meet a drain and you're a fountain, you want to shift because otherwise the F is missing in that relationship, right? And you want to shift and you say, fine, that's not for me. I'll have less of that. And I want to work with more fountains because when you do, guess what? You're bringing more joy to the world. That's what you want to do. So I want to talk about ages just for a moment because it, it impinges on everybody. Mm. Age is so wonderful. It took me 30 plus years to be able to put this into this capsule form and, and give it over this way. But everybody lives in four ages. You see four fingers? Mm. Okay. Everybody lives in four, four ages at the same time. You have a chronological age, you have a biological age, you have a mental age. And you have something I call the SOW. So chronological age is what it is. I am at this particular point, 71 years on the planet. That's my chronological age. My metabolic age is 48. Why? Because I swim two miles a day, six days a week. Hello. And I'm a fountain. My mental acuity is 28. I Spend a lot of time with 28 year olds and our 20s to 30s. And because I work in the internet, I have a thing called a, a channel, barryshore.com, where we have the podcast, we have the 11 strategies for living in joy daily, and it's free. Free. You hear this? Everybody sign up. It's free. Use it. Do it. Great practices, tips, and tools there. So that's my, I'm 28 when it comes to mental acuity. And my SOW. I'm not a sow, not a pig, and I do, but I do sow seeds, S-O-W, sense of wonder. My sense of wonder is eight. Mm -hmm. I'm an eight-year-old. Remember I told you a story about my niece, my eight-year-old niece? So when she said that, Uncle Barry, can it be S-M-I-E-L? Yeah. By the way, in my case, it's M-I-L-E-S, Miles. You hear that? Everybody lives, everybody has four ages. Jacob, how old do you know, 31? Thank you, no, (laughs) 35. Whatever it is, the point is there's chronological, there's metabolic, there's mental, and then there's your sense of wonder. And you choose how you want to live. If your sense of wonder is stuck somewhere up in 30s or 60s, like a lot of people, then I'm sorry, but that's called hardening of the mind, right? If you're losing your marvels, that's when you get old. Lost, you know, they used to say losing your marvels. When you lose your marvels, and you don't see miracles in life every day, or miracles in everyday life, then you become old. But when you are just chronologically a certain age, wow! And if you're really good at your chronological age, and you put an S in the beginning, not at the end, and you hopefully can become a sage. That's the genius of life. That's a fountain, being a giver.
0: And uh, for those, those who are not as versed in, uh, in, in the, the, the deep Kabbalistic texts as, uh, as uh, various, you know, this is all, ironically, you know, and that's, that's for me such a, such a piece that's so important that's missing from the conversation is that so many people feel like you know, religion is 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 outdated and um you know doesn't speak to them and rules and 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 fear based tactics and all this kind of stuff. And for anyone that's a little in tune with with Jewish spirituality, like you've literally just been like reading off ancient ancient text after ancient text and Absolutely. But 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 you could pitch this in, in whatever I don't know where young people are nowadays. It probably Silicon Valley is now. Yeah, whatever it is, and it sounds like oh that's 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 cutting edge. You know what I mean? And it's like five thousand years old. So it's 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 really it's really fascinating. I, I want to I want to acknowledge I, I guess three things. First of all, first of all, um, this was I, I think you're my only repeat guest. Second of all, I think you are. This is now the longest podcast we've ever I've ever recorded. And third of all, I feel so profoundly impacted by this conversation that that even if I'm the only person that would listen to this, I feel that I, I gained it, it was, I mean, again, <laughs> all those worth for you, but but I I gained I gained a tremendous amount. And it's it's I think speaks to the crucial, A, the timeless nature of, of what you're putting out, but also the crucial. I don't know if it's Zig Ziglar or Harvey McCare, whoever we're talking about beforehand, I'm sure this is, is ancient, but the, the crucial nature of always maintaining an ongoing connection with people who are saying messages that are good. And it's like not enough just to hear it once or twice, you know, but, but it consistently connect, connecting back, you know, um, that, that, that that's crucial. And, uh, even if you're in the industry, so to speak, quote, unquote, like I am, it's so important for, for to, to, to go back and to be inspired on a consistent basis. So I want to acknowledge you on those three things, in addition to all the amazing other things you do. Um, it, clearly, it sounds like Barry Shore is the place to go visit. Um, is there anything else that you want to direct our listeners to? Yes. Great. Go for it. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We talked about acronyms, and dear Jacob, I am humbled and honored to be a repeat guest. And God willing, maybe I might even do a trifecta, huh? Shall we win? (laughs) Uh, Thank is one of the most important acronyms that you could ever learn. It stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama also talking about timeless truths has been quoted as saying, and I've read also be kind whenever possible and it's always possible. (laughs) So in my humble opinion, if you want to be a human being, a human doer in life, because we're talking about action, not just being, but be a human doer, take upon yourself to consciously and conscientiously say, thank you five times a day. Consciously, conscientiously say thank you five times a day. You went into uh, the coffee shop and you ordered your fancy latte for 4.95, and somebody brought it to you, thank you. You go to the coffee shop, you order your 4.95 latte and five minutes goes by and huh? You walk up and say, what happened? They, they forgot. And then you had to wait another few minutes and they didn't bring it to you, you had to pick it up there. Thank you. you was only paying
0: 4 for a latte. That's it.
1: <laughs> right. But thank you again with the same feeling. You're walking out of the store and somebody holds the door open for you. Thank you. You're walking out of the store and somebody slams the door on you. Thank you. You're driving in traffic and you need to get someplace. Somebody cuts you off on the freeway. Thank you. You get up in the middle of the night, you have to do something, and you stub your toe in the table and it hurts. You say, thank you. Five times a day, consciously, conscientiously, say thank you. When I first began this decades ago, I would write it down. I use a pencil and a paper, oh, imagine that. But you put it on your phone, do whatever you want. But consciously, conscientiously, five times a day, every single day, for the rest of your life. The woman running the organization, she does this, she'll find the missing tile. So be kind, oh, everyone. Everyone you meet, everyone, is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind, always. Kind, by the way, stands for keep inspiring noble deeds.
0: <laughs> With
1: that, I'm going to hold up two cards. I feel, like, I feel
0: like what's next for you is a dictionary to, uh, to, to put all of the. Oh, uh... well, we have. Wait a minute, Jacob, you know we have this. Oh. I'm going to
1: ask you to be a contributor. Thank you. We do acronyms, and I'm urging everybody. It's going to be up on the site, and I'll send you. We have, thank God, uh, more than 120 entries already. But, yes, we do. Well, for instance, health. Everybody's concerned about good health, right? Health is helping everyone achieve life through happiness. Nice. Great. Is that not health? Awesome. So did I tell you today how much I appreciate you? That's very similar to I love you. So you can you use the three words, I love you, or just say, Did I tell you today how much I appreciate you? Now, this is a card. These cards, such as Life has a purpose, and on the back, it reads, Go mad, go make a difference. Or the great card, ah! keep smiling. And on the back, Value of a smile. Go to BarryShore.com and you'll see a top keep smiling. Click on that. More than 1.7 million keep smiling cards have been given out around the world for free. Now you have to pay postage these days because I have to pay postage, but the cards are free. Order them, get them, give them. That's the key. When you become the fountain, when you become the channel of goodness, when you become the distributor, guess what? Is it selfish? Yeah. Are you helping yourself? Yeah. Are you helping other people? Yeah. There are two kinds of selves. There's the lower self and the higher self. Everybody wants to live in the higher self. What's the higher self? A soul expressing life fully. Isn't that the self you want to be? You're a soul expressing life fully. The lower self is seeking excitement, losing focus. Hmm. Ah, this, ah, that, that. That's the lower self. The higher self, seek a soul expressing life fully. What are the cards? Get them, give them. You can even send them by email, by the way. Go to the site and say, send out a a card every day, two cards every day. It's free, free. The cards are free, posted on the email. It's all free. So I urge everybody, go to the site, barryshaw.com, sign up and do the 11 strategies for living in joy daily, free, or your money, cheerfully refunded. Do that. And if you really love people, you'll share it with them. And I would urge everybody, this particular uh, interview that we're doing together, listen to it one time. Come back another week, two weeks later, listen again. You'll say, oh, wait a minute, and do it a third time. And take notes, because this is good. Jacob is a conduit. He's a fountain. He's the reason I'm here, and if you like me, great, that's very nice, but he's the reason that these things happen. This is fantastic, remember we started out at the beginning, milk, you know, more information, less knowledge, and it's all built on action, thoughts, words, and deeds. May I give a blessing to everybody before we leave? Please. My blessing to everybody, listen to this, Share it with your family and your friends, and especially, by the way, with people who are not your friends, or people you think aren't your friends. Because when you do that, you build a bridge. Build a bridge, you create more harmony. Create more harmony, create more joy. And you want to be the best you possible. So my blessing to everybody listening is, go forth. Live the blessing. Spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and
0: love. Mad. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You ready for a big hug? Ready. Let's do it. One, two,
1: three.
0: Awesome.